do kind of wish that they would have spaced them out and moved somebody to Friday so that we weren't getting, you know, it would, it would help us a lot on the content side. So we didn't have to. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say you didn't like getting double teamed, which I understand. Sean. I get it. <laughs> you know, um, you know, as long as I get the heads up, I can at least prepare for it. The Force is what gives the Jedi his power. Why is the Force connected? I am a Jedi. Always do. There are. We're a dyad in the Force. Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Force Diet Podcast. This is episode 48. We're talking episode 10, Retrieval, and episode 11, Metamorphosis, from the Bad Batch tonight. I'm your host, Obi-Shawn, joined as always by my co-host with the most, Jedi John. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I got the most. What's going on? <laughs> How are we doing? Oh, we're doing good. We're doing good. We're, uh, you know, it, it was a good week. I mean, we, we talked Mando just a couple days ago. Uh, now we've got Bad Batch. And, uh, you know, I can't get over the fact we got two Clone Wars callbacks in the same, same well, sorry, two animation callbacks in the same week. So one Rebels, uh, we're going to talk about one from Clone Wars today. So pretty, pretty, pretty sweet stuff. We are definitely spoiled when it comes to, uh, to the glut of content that we get. I, I do kind of wish that they would have spaced them out and moved somebody to Friday so that we weren't getting, you know, it would, it would help us a lot on the content side. So we didn't have to. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say you didn't like getting double teamed, which I understand. Sean. I get it. <laughs> you know, um, you know, as long as I get the heads up, I can at least prepare for it. Um, oh, so smart <laughs> preparations. Key. It's all about strategy. So. So, yeah, so we've got a double dose of Bad Batch tonight, episode 10 and 11. Um, I would say one was definitely more uh, exciting than the other. Right. Um, but uh We'll just just kind of dive into ten, right? Retrieval. Uh, do you want to give the fine folks at home the thirty thousand foot recap? Because it was a pretty uh, straightforward entry. Yeah, we're gonna high level this. So uh, the batch finds himself still stranded on our our planet that we left them on last episode. Um, they are moving towards the city since they need to get to it for communication and hopefully a shuttle of some kind to get off planet. And uh, they realize once they start getting there that, um, well, sorry, Omega realizes that they can track Gonk basically mm -hmm. who's still on the, on the ship. So they track Gonk and they realize that, Oh, Gonk's in like, they're in the hangar right now down there. So they infiltrate and figure out what's going on. They find their thief that stole it from them. Uh, and we find, you know, he's not such a bad thief. <laughs> He's just trying to survive. True. That's true. And um, so, yeah, it just turns into a um, saving the mine type type episode where you have the the tyrant at the top of the list that it doesn't share all the information. It's hoarding all the resources that's giving out. It's basically indentured servitude, I would say it. Uh, and at that point, I mean, he's just giving minuscule portions of food to his workers and telling them, it's not enough, even though he's upstairs with a feast. 
And you know what happens in those episodes of TV shows. They, the workers eventually find out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, well, that's where we left them. So, And the Bad Batch obviously got reclaimed their ship and cruised off world. Yeah, so. and they and they lived happily ever after all after all of that, <clears throat> right? That's that's yeah. pretty much how it ends. And yeah, did I miss anything? No, I mean that was pretty much it. Uh, and yes, and that was the thing, right? It was, you know, we talk about brain break episodes, right? We kind of have ta- I've had those maybe two or three times uh, this season so far, and typically there's been some form of underlying meaning or growth opportunity or something like that from those episodes. And looking at this, I'm kind of having a hard time seeing it. Um, right. So the thief, uh, the young, the young boy, you know, steals the jets to, uh, to try and, and, uh, impress Mako and, and Drake is the, uh, I guess the right hand man. Right. And oh, Drake's second in command there. Yeah. It, it seems that way. And we talked about it in episode nine, how record, you know, chasing after the ship kind of had an uncar plot moment. And this was definitely an uncar plot moment with the, uh, the hoarding of portions. Right. And so it, it's hard to understand kind of sh- short of, again, being a, a complete brain bake episode. If there was something to be gleaned from this, uh, whether that's Omega's character growth, uh, to some extent in, in one, her problem solving, right. To, recognize that Gonky could be traced or tracked or what have you. Even, even Tech didn't even think about that, right? And he was uh, impressed by her her knowledge of that. Down to her interaction with Ben uh, or Benny. Like, I guess from an importance perspective, do you gather, did you gather anything from, from this entry? Not so much from the team development, you know? I think that nothing, no, definitely not as much as we got the episode prior. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, you know, Filoni and, uh, Lucasfilm's trying to enrage our children against authority. And, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll wait for it. I'll continue waiting. But I think that, that they're slowly trying to show them that the people at the top need to fall. Was that, was that what you got? I think, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's a subtle, yeah, a subtle, maybe it's a reach. A maybe subtle, a reach. uh, yeah. Re- revolt against your parents mentality. I hope not. Yeah, I guess my kid can't watch Bad Batch now. Um, <laughs> shoot. Um, no, I think um, overall, I think, you know, I, I always try to bring it in the real world of what the meaning tr- truly is. And, mm-hmm. you know, this one just showed a, an evil tyrant that was withholding stuff from their people that were, I mean, r- truly oppressing the people. So um, in instances like that, well, action needs to be taken by somebody. So, uh pretty cut and cut and dry episode though yeah that's a good point i didn't i didn't make that connection for some reason the way the way we did say with episode nine for example uh to kind of the corporate greed kind of the corporate structure right of of a lot of of businesses right and how the select few ride the backs of the many and give them their scraps right um i don't know how i didn't recognize that maybe it was it was so well, you know, constructed within the animation that that I completely zoned out on that. Or I was trying to catch up because I was actually late to the party watching episode ten, so I was just kind of trying to get through that to get to episode eleven. Uh, and so maybe yeah, I, I mean overall it was a solid episode, but 
I mean, we've seen that story played mm-hmm. out so many times. I feel like in in other TV shows, movies. I mean, yeah, and and of course they ask uh, or they they offer to have Ben come with them, and naturally he wants to stay because it's his home. And with the evil the evil leader out of the way, they can run things kind of how they want, right? And of course they have plenty of food to go around once. Uh, the glutton is removed, basically. Just revisit them in 10 years and see Benny as the tyrant overlord that he's going to become. <laughs> After he overthrows Drake, obviously. Right, exactly. He's going to have to have some sort of uh, internal insurgency to overthrow Drake. So, um, so yeah, I mean, and, and that's, yeah, that's the extent of it. And they get the Marauder back. I know we talked a bit last week because, uh, again, I had yet to see it. And you'd made mention that it was still on planet and only, you know, 30 kilometers away, which I, I, to some extent I did wish or I do wish that it would have been a slightly more challenging for them to, to get it back to like, go maybe that extra episode without it, or have to somehow overcome a larger obstacle than getting an, uh, like a speeder skiff to operate enough to, to, to get there, but I understand the need to compress that distance as well, s- simply because we have, uh, what, five episodes left, 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. So um, I imagine there's probably a lot to, a lot to get to uh, with, with the rest of the season. So having said that, how would you, how would you, you know, jumping into the reviews and the ratings real quick, how would you rate this episode? I mean, it didn't move the story along very much. I mean, I would just give it like a seven, just solid seven. It's a C, C episode. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Yeah, nothing special. Uh, certainly nothing like uh, we got in uh, The Crossing, you know, episode nine. So, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Probably no more than a seven. Uh, so, real quick, checking out the IMD, IMDb uh, boards. Uh we are a couple weeks now removed from the episode recording or recording <laughs> dropping. Uh, so we got 1.2, uh, 1200 reviews, 6.7 out of 10. So again, nothing, nothing overly exciting, uh, for, for the greater IMDb community. Can't really say we're, uh, we're surprised by that real quick. Looking at the, the actual user reviews, there are seven of them. So about standard for, for an episode. Uh, Posey fan, our old friend, seven out of 10, uh, again, saying the weekly release schedule is hurting the show immensely. And, and to, uh, we talked about that last episode, right? Like kind of these singular breaks can hurt the flow to some extent. Cause you're kind of on a high and then you kind of immediately crash back down and you're kind of sitting there. Yeah, so. This was definitely the end of that storyline. I mean, this, I mean, this, this could have been one episode with the other one. I mean, they could have made one long episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, five out of ten, better than the last, or was it? Um, they, this person thought it was actually better than episode nine. Interesting, uh, interesting point of view there. Yeah, talking about the uh, uh, the employer who now has uh, a bunch of young employees revolting, so kind of that corporate structure uh, thing. Uh, eight out of ten, got a nice, good episode uh, rating. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot there. Eight out of 10, seven out of 10. 
and then no rating just says another filler z's as in sleepy and then the last one i do i do love the fact that we went off of uh we just came off the mandalorian episode that we that we covered and it was chock full of reviews and then you're like there's seven there's seven that's, that's good <laughs> there were a hundred there were a hundred and four user reviews uh the other day when we recorded about episode one and there are seven for this so there is a clear disconnect in uh, engagement between the two shows but again not really surprising uh five out of ten why would you trust a thief who robbed you well omega did not make a very smart play there but you know uh yeah formulaic um hopefully more episodes with crosshair yeah where you know where is our friend crosshair is he safe where is crosshair uh let's see and the last one five out of ten take a shot for every cliche untrustworthy kid listens to untrustworthy kid untrustworthy kid betrays mc main characters there it is untrustworthy kid redeems himself forgiven for almost killing main characters and starts no drama at all bad guy has less depth than a modern far cry villain uh take my hand and i'll take you down with me cliche yeah would have been nice to see hunter get uh po'd with benny for not for almost letting omega die which is true they do kind of just gloss over the fact that he completely betrays omega to the point where she yeah is slightly in peril um although again you know nothing's gonna happen the the george of the jungle armor on that one's pretty thick yeah and the george of the jungle swing across the uh the ipsium chasm it's like i mean i I, of course he's gonna catch her so again it's supposed to be a fun kid show i understand that so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna nitpick things too much but yeah i i can kind of get behind the how does the batch just completely gloss over the fact that benny tries to betray them in in the hopes of gaining employee of the month which really is what that is right he just wants to be employee of the month (laughs) i just want my name on the wall i just want my picture taken and my name on the wall um so yeah so that's uh that's episode 10 um let's pivot now to episode 11 metamorphosis and go Oh, you want me to take it again? You are you oh, are goodness. the recap. You are the recap man. Yeah, super um super fun episode. Um, you know, we open up with Sid seeing the guys and Omega on the ship saying, Hey, there's a I got some intel on a down ship. If you go get it and bring me something good, I'll cut you in on it. Thirty percent. And that's the normal cut. So <laughs> they quickly deny that, uh, and it gets to fifty fifty. And they reluctantly are like, okay, we got to go. But even Tech points out, like, cutting ties with Sid like this might not be our best our best move. So we need to be careful how we kind of tread through this. And um, we get to the planet. I mean, Bad Batch starts investigating the ship. They realize that there's something not good here. Something not good got out of its containment. And <clears throat> there's Kevin Owen Tech. So um, Omega's like, I've seen all this stuff. Like, this is... This is all Kaminoan. They were trying to clone something here, and they quickly run into the Willow Beast. Zillow. That will, um, obviously, huh? The Zillow Beast. Z- Zillow Beast. Willow Beast. The Willow Beast. Sorry, Zillow Beast. <laughs> Willow. Willow Beast. Willow. No, Zillow Beast. <laughs> Willow. Willow, you idiot. Um, the Zillow Beast. <laughs> um, man, Willow Beast. Jesus. Uh, Willow. Zillow Beast. See now, now I'm gonna do it the rest of the night. So the Zillow Beast. 
and we'll uh, just, ima- just, just imagine no, you're, you're browsing for real estate you can't afford. See, it's on Zillow. It's mm. Zillow Beast. Yeah, you got to Zillow it. It's Zillow, Zillow, gone, wild. It. Zillow gone Wild. So Zillow Beast, and they don't know, understand what this um, creature is because they've never seen one or encountered it. Um, but they, they do know the beast after after um, uh, Tech does some research on it. It's a beast that just consumes energy at high rates and grows exponentially based on how much it consumes. So um, the electro staff, the bat, the as they get the ship up and running, the generators and everything else, it's just complete. It just grows mm-hmm. um, as it consumes energy. So uh, it, they somehow get it to get out of the ship and. Well, tech tech, blo- tech tech blows a hole in the side of the ship trying to uh to blow it up right oh yeah because he blew the generator yeah, he shoots right? the he, generators he, the, he shoots the generators step back blew inside a hole and he's like i'm not dead from that and he just runs out <laughs> but the um uh zillow beast winds up heading towards the the city that's there the village and then uh find power supply and uh quickly starts turning into godzilla on the (laughs) on the power on the power lines Mm -hmm. um obviously the whole town goes dark and uh empire swoops in collects its asset and moves on that's basically the end of that Mm storyline uh outside of that planet we did have um on mount tantus is that right tantus Mm -hmm. uh mount tantus um we catch up to lamasu and nalase yeah, Nalase is in the uh, in the in the uh, in the cell. Gets asked for help, but by Doctor Hemlock, which we have not met yet, but mm-hmm. we caught up to him on the facility that we left uh, Nalase at uh, the, on the finale of Bad Batch season one. Mm-hmm. So uh, he wasn't going to get help from her. She basically was just like, "This is going to. I'm not doing this." So they find the other Kaminoan that is available, which is Lama Sue. He was kept on Coruscant, so Hemlock had him thrown, uh, flown there. And he basically said, if you want Nalase's help, the way to do it is to find a particular clone girl. Mm-hmm. So the hunt is on for Omega again, so I'm excited to see what bounty hunters we get to bring in um, personally. so And that's kind of the end of the episode. Uh, nothing else outside of that I don't, I don't think I'm missing. Um, yeah, no. Well well recapped. That was That was choice. Um, yeah, Hemlock, I think Hemlock's going to become, uh, quite the villain, or at least I hope he does because, um, he definitely has that, uh, super villain, like superhero, super villain vibe, right? Like I have, I have the secret, the secret plan and it will, it will be super secret and super awesome. And, uh, and he doesn't care who he has to destroy to be successful, right? that the emperor has put him in charge now of the entire cloning operation there. Right. Yep. So he's got some pull for sure. Um, yeah. So a couple talking points um, real quick with Sid. I know you touched on it again in the recap, but <clears throat> there is definitely some friction there, uh, especially since Hunter says, what makes you think we'll come back um, at all? Right. Like if you find anything, right. What makes you think we'll come back? And there's definitely got to be some break off by the end of the season. Like, I don't think that that relationship lasts to the end of the season. It can't. I mean, I think it's going to be a sloppy break. I think there's going to be some mess left. And I think um, that's just how it's going to have to be. 
Mm-hmm. So, and I think that we and we I think we talked about it at the at the beginning of the season, um, maybe after we watched the uh, the faster episode that they're going to kind of cash in their one favor from her, right? Because she owes them a lot right now. Like they've they've bailed her out of multiple jams and everything like that. And I suspect that that they're going to cash that in here once the Empire discovers that they are being housed on Ordmental, Ordmental, and they need they need an out, they need an escape, and I think she's going to facilitate that, and that's going to be the separation, and she's going to quote unquote sacrifice herself for the squad uh, <clears throat> to help them escape. I think that's kind of where we're going. I, I could see that happening. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then the 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 main creature, the Zillow Beast, right? Uh, call back to Clone Wars, uh, and it was originally captured in an attempt to, and I think Tech talks to it right with Palpatine wanting to uh, utilize its its impervious, you know, impenetrable armor, and uh, he had wanted to gain access to that during the Clone Wars for the Grand Army of the Republic. Um, so he wanted to use it against other, I mean, he wanted to use it as a weapon. Well, he so wanted, he wanted to, right, exactly. He wanted to use it to protect the troops at the time, but then I'm sure pivot, right. Yeah. 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 Air quotes, um, air quotes around that, yeah. <laughs> but then, uh, but then they end up killing the beast, uh, as it goes on like a tirade through Coruscant. And so they clearly took that Zillow beast and used it to clone the one that we find on the ship right and they're housing they're housing that creature on the ship in an effort to to get the armor safe for the stormtrooper for the for the tk project are they looking to use the armor for uh maybe like the dark troopers the dark trooper program right because those are highly impervious to blaster fire right or uh are they wanting to clone the beast to effectively utilize the beast to uh well terrorize as needed so what are your theories if any on what the purpose of that particular creature is now you know post uh clone wars i mean i just go back to the whole i mean you could use that and weaponize that animal for whatever you wanted to as long as you know how to control it so which it seems like they know how to tame it at this point they have the weapons to um immobilize it mm-hmm. and uh which we saw at the end of the episode so i think that uh Palpatine wanted it clone for multiple reasons but one of them has to be as a as a weapon um, maybe maybe even even if it's in his back pocket for something but he wanted to weaponize it i would believe yeah, I just with something like that, you would need a super sized choke collar to like a zap collar to keep that thing in line because actually technically I guess it would feed off of that. But Yeah, no zap collars. <laughs> Which is why I'm confused on why they had like electro staffs and stuff like that, because the thing loves those things. Why would you why would you go off of that? But you know. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't you know, because yeah, that that clone trooper had, uh, or I guess it was technically still clone trooper had that the staff at the beginning, and he just he just ate it, and then 
of course, ate him. Uh, so maybe it had something to do with electrocuting through the water, through the, but anyways, yeah, that, that didn't really make a whole lot of sense. Um, yeah, just kind of talking through things there short of weaponizing the animal. If they are able to utilize the armor, uh, it would make sense that actually it could be for the dark trooper program. Um, because we obviously know that they don't utilize it for the TK program. Um, so assuming they're able to gain, gain, gain anything from it, uh, I think that's probably the way they pivot just because again, we know after watching Mando season two, that they are, uh, not stopped by much basically. And then the last thing, uh, Hemlock and the Kaminoans, right? We kind of, again, talked about him being the big bad, uh, him trying to coax Nala say into helping do whatever it is that they plan to do on the mountain, right? Which is obviously more than just the Zillow Beast cloning. Um, so are they planning to, is the new project they're starting to plan, uh, clonings of floor, uh, force sensitives? Is it strictly the cloning program for Palpatine such that he has multiple vessels to trans transform himself or, you know, transpose himself into over time, uh, given what we know about Grogu. Uh, and in, in Mando, I says, I suspect that it has something to do with the force sensitive cloning program. Yeah. I mean, I think that the two things happened, right? I think that, uh, uh, Lama hundred percent nailed it, right? It wasn't that you guys wanted to eliminate cloning, it just that you wanted to control it. So, um, and what I felt was in, most interesting here is how he played it versus how Nalase played, um, Hemlock. Lama Su is the politician of the two of them, obviously, versus Nalase, the head scientist. So it was very, very interesting how Nalase was just like, I'm not going to help you um, do this to hurt anybody or any, anything else. Like, and she basically said, it must be, must be crazy to have all these, uh, all this, all these resources, but no, not know um, how to use them. No action. Mm -hmm. You know how to use them. Yeah. Um, but Lama Su shows up and he's like, yeah, just dealt with the Empire on Coruscant. Why am I here? And Hemlock's like, well, I need you to persuade Nalase. And he's like, here's the deal. Like, I know you, I'm your prisoner, but I can leverage you the same way you're trying to leverage me right now. I mm -hmm. want to be free. You want something also? I know that if you don't succeed, you'll be punished. So you're going to help me help you. So he immediately leverages the situation into his own. Um, it kind of just tips the scales a little bit into his own, which is sh just shows he's he was a prime minister. Like he leveraged every situation into an advantage for himself. Mm -hmm. uh, whereas Nalase doesn't understand that. So yeah, it is it is an entirely different mindset, and it, it it's curious because Lama 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 Su doesn't have. He doesn't really have a whole lot of leverage. I mean, if we think about it, right? Because he is a he's a prisoner of the Empire, right? He has he has no leverage, yet he does find himself in sort of a powerful position, um, simply through happenstance. Because at the end of season one, I thought I thought he was toast. I think we talked about it during our recap mm -hmm. at, at, on the last episodes. Like when they walked in there with the troopers, you know, <clears throat> he served his purpose, right? There is. There is nothing further. Now, maybe they brought him on as like 
or, or, or they kept him, I shouldn't say brought him on, but, you know, kept him on Coruscant to just for a moment like this, or if they were kind of picking his brain about, because I mean, he's not completely stupid when it comes to that technology, right? And how, how the process kind of gets set up. Um, so, but yeah, it's interesting that he finds himself in this position because yeah, he really doesn't have anything to offer other than the knowledge of Omega. And he knows that, well, one, again, obviously Nalase is, is particularly fond of her or, you know, cares for her, but more importantly, he doesn't, right? He sees her as a tool and has always seen her as a tool, which is why he sent Cad after her. Uh, and so, yeah, back to your point, I am really curious to see who gets sent after her and could this be where we get Boba? I know we keep saying it could be Boba, it could be Boba about everything, but because wouldn't that be something, right? Like if it's him and then he learns that they're related. The Empire's used Boba before. Mm -hmm. The Empire would use Boba. Mm -hmm. So it's well documented. Granted, it's legends, but well documented that Vader's used Boba multiple times prior to him showing up on uh, in episode five. Right. And if it, if it is him and then he learns that they're related, you know, well, that would be interesting to see what, if anything were to come from that. But I mean, they've already used CAD. They've already used Fennec. Again, Boba's an obvious choice. You could, I guess, get Bosk or I'm trying to think of who else would, or, or I guess it could just be a no name person. But I, I think that this would be an opportune time to, if they were going to play the Boba card, which again, I know we've been we've been harping Boba from the start. Uh, we were hoping he was going to show up. Yeah, that would uh, that this would be the perfect time to do that. <clears throat> so, um, where I guess where do you see the rest of this season going? I know we already kind of talked about it with the Bad Batch, but given you know and, and their separation from Sid, most likely where one where's Crosshair? How's Crosshair going to work back into? this season i imagine we'll have some kind of mission mixed up with echo and rex again where they come back into a contact with with crosshair i don't know i don't know how it's exactly going to play out but that's the only way i see crosshair coming back to the team i mean at this point after watching the previous episodes with crosshair in them he's already leaning against the empire at this point again like mm -hmm. he's not 100 percent sold he's obviously he knows the clones on their way out he knows ramparts he's not reporting rampart anymore he know like there is no loyalty there so um i have a feeling that we're going to get a small crosshair redemption of some kind um whether it be in a mission where they're doing something and crosshair saves them by sacrificing himself or crosshair comes back to the team mm -hmm. i don't know what it's gonna look like um but overall like i feel like we're gonna get a bounty hunter after the team because we, we know they're after omega again Empire will be and then um that'll reignite a lot of things because rampart reported that bad batch were dead so um i feel like that's where we get the sid breakup is because the empire will lean wherever they need to and so if the empire shows up on ord mental like you said like sid's gonna cave under pressure maybe she sacrifices herself in order to get them out but um they're gonna find out that Clone Force 99 is alive and well at some point. So, and uh, 
yeah, I mean, I don't know how long. I mean, obviously, we're not too far into the storyline as far as years in, but at the same time, you know, um, we don't know where the what what the finish line is for the Bad Batch mm-hmm. outside of Rex. Like we know, Rex survives. You know, so right. Other than that, I mean, anybody, anything can happen. So, yeah, and and at the end, uh, the discussion between one of the scientists and Hemlock talks, you know, talks about how a ship blasted off from <clears throat> from the planet, right? It was chased off, and I would have a hard time believing that they wouldn't recognize at least the shape of the ship to know kind of the class, not necessarily what it looks like, right? But the class of ship, right. and if they're able to narrow down that it's a, a Havoc class ship, right? It would make it far easier to to track, right? And I mean, there were what, probably six or seven Republic, well, Imperial gunships, yeah. uh, not Republic anymore, sorry. Uh, Imperial gunships in in the same area that with three or three or four of them chasing after them uh, on the on the way out. So. I mean, they've kind of made themselves in that in this episode, right? They've they've revealed that they are still around, presuming they do enough digging, which they will. Um, the thing that I'm go okay, yeah, go ahead. No, as I was say, the other thing because we went back to the planet real quick, just for the the gunship chase, right? But um, they also imprisoned like during that last conversation, were there any witnesses? Oh yeah, they just took the whole village. That they they took the whole damn village. I I so, completely yeah. forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, they took the whole village. So to to avoid any witnesses, so what they're doing or who took care of it or yeah. Well, and just what, erased it from the just erased it from the Jedi archive right there. <laughs> and what are they going to do to those people? Are they just going to imprison oh, them? They are. are they going to? Are they going to? So they're just... building the Death Star. What are you talking about? Oh jeez, yeah, that's I didn't I mean, think about that. Um, I mean, they just got labor. They got they got a new labor force. It's awful. Uh, I mean, it is. I mean, it, I mean it, it, it that's well, we we've learned from Andor that it tracks. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't stop them from doing from doing anything. Uh, but as far as the re reintegration of of Crosshair, I feel at this point, <clears throat> again with only five episodes left it would almost feel rushed any sort of reintegration plan because we haven't seen him since episode three and we're about to have episode 12 here in, in a couple of days. And if he just up and shows out and, you know, shows up out of nowhere, I don't know. It, it'll almost feel forced. And, and I'm hoping that they don't just shoehorn, you know, crosshair this reintegration back into the story because that would be disappointing. Unless unless he's one of the guys that gets sent after him, after the Bad Batch. True. Because he's the one so who would know could... everything about them, right? Like their their moves yep. and the, yeah. Hmm. I, I just don't know how, well, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's in charge, who would make that call. And maybe it is Hemlock who is pulling the strings on, he, like he has a free reign of resources, right? And, you know, I want this person, this person, this person, and you now work for me sort of thing. Um, <clears throat> because, uh, uh, yeah, so I could see that, that, that could make some sense. I could buy that. Uh, anything else for episode 11 from, uh, from your side? 
No, I think uh, I think that's it. Just uh, I guess we gotta get to the ratings, right? Let's do the review. What what uh, what would you give Metamorphosis? I mean, I love my callbacks and I love my monsters. So, <laughs> um, and we got to see more of the cloning stuff and some more Empire dealings. Mm-hmm. So I'd give it a solid. I'd still give it. A, I'd probably give it an eight. Just because we got some more cloning stuff, some more fill in the blank stuff. So mm-hmm. give it an eight. Yeah, I'm I'm probably in that eight five range just because it was a tense, <clears throat> a more tense episode. Uh I I do like the introduction of Hemlock. Again, I think he's gonna be if he sticks around long enough, I think he could be a uh an interesting villain, especially because of the way he was voiced. It's very, again, kind of calculating, right? It's almost uh well, I, again, I haven't, I haven't yet watched Rebels, but how I imagine Thrawn being, you know, very methodical and calculated and procedural. Uh, which, speaking of which, I am gonna, I am gonna watch, I am gonna start watching Rebels again. So, um, but yeah, I Are would give it, it. Yeah, I'm gonna finish it. So, uh, yeah. Anyways, eight point. I, I'm gonna give it eight point five. So out of do. do, do, do uh, 1200 ratings again. So that seems to be the trend for these episodes, basically 1200 and it dies out, uh, 8.3. So pretty much smack dab in the middle of our two ratings. So, uh, pretty solid, uh, episode according to the IMDB family, uh, nine user reviews for this episode. Uh, so nine out of 10, eight out of 10 Zillow is back just in time to devour the haters. Go Zillow Beast. Uh, Posey fan, Zillow Beast returns. Uh, 8 out of 10, if I didn't say the the score. Another 8 out of 10 plot-driven episode. 8 out of 10, it finally came back. 9 out of 10, Zillow Beast is back. Fantastic. Uh, uh, finally, fantastic thread, 9 out of 10. And then the one, 5 out of 10. This should have been episode 1. Mm, that's interesting. <laughs> Let's see. On a good note, this was better than most. I'm not sure how you get that one, but yeah, could have been. Unfortunately, this episode comes far too late after so many underwhelming and pointless episodes. Add to that, the team failed in yet another mission, which is true. They did. They are, and you talked about it a few episodes. Well, I wouldn't have wanted to capture that, though. I mean, they are not successful very often right now, but I wouldn't want to be successful. How do you split a a Zillow Beast 50-50 with Sid? I Uh, guess you sell it. To the uh, highest bidder on the black market. One person gets it Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then the other person gets it Tuesday, <laughs> Thursday, and they and they trade off weekends. I mean, that's pretty much how it works. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, it says unfortunately, yeah, this episode comes too far late in season. Um, Omega just so happened to have knowledge to provide in a way that sums up the season's contrived writing. Worst of all, they have to bring back a creature from the Clone Wars series. Can these writers and showrunners not come up with an original story? This will be the final season of the series. The bar cannot be raised up to this point, yet more IP destroyed by people who cannot write stories that are meaningful and lasting. Very oh sad gosh. indeed. So <clears throat> so that person clearly was not a uh, clearly not a fan, which is interesting because again it's an angry elf. <laughs> he was an angry elf. I uh, I think uh, their screen name was ba- Badger, so it's an uh, angry badger. Uh Honey Badger, don't give a. I, I, I'm surprised by that, just because again, it was a more. 
engaging episode than I thought it was definitely plot driven. I mean, yeah. give you the background on what the empire is doing. I don't know. Yeah, and it. I would agree. It could be. It, it could have been episode one mm-hmm. of this series this season. Absolutely, mm-hmm. without question, because it would have carried on what, uh, where where Nalase went at the finale of last ep- last season. So mm-hmm. it absolutely could have been episode one. Um, but I don't know. Could have been. Yeah, I actually can agree with that. I can get behind that. It could have been episode one. Mm-hmm. But then again, we would have like not understood why the Bad Batch is is doing, doing what they're it, doing exactly, and and is so you know miffed with Sid. And I mean, I guess that's really the only thing that needed any sort of backstory yeah. for this episode was is the, again their relationship to Sid. But um, as far as the showrunners not having an idea or, or, or trying to or not being able to write an original story or come up with an original idea um i think that's just somebody who's uh chaff that maybe the story isn't being told the way that they want uh <clears throat> kind of goes back to some of the other things uh you know some of the other shows for example right maybe boba fett for example right disappointment because you had this certain vision in mind and then the story that you got wasn't that vision and so you don't like it basically um i think that's kind of the situation here right they had some sort of vision in their mind of how they wanted the story to go to track and it's not tracking that way so naturally the story must be bad uh and the writers must must not know what they're doing so uh, i'm sure we've said that a couple times last season and then it ended in a way that i think everyone could be happy with so we've got five episodes left there's basically a third of the season so there's a lot for them to do. Um, so I'm, I think I'm, it's just crazy too. Like, I mean, it, it's still, it's still animation. And I know like some people expect a lot out of any star Wars show. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's still, this is built for kids and <laughs> that review is not a kid's review. Mm-mm. So. Nope. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, so that, I mean, that's pretty much the extent of our discussion uh, for episode 11. Uh, and so with that, again, keep it short and sweet. We're going to bring this episode to a close. We want to thank you all for listening. Uh, if you do enjoy the content, be sure to like, share, subscribe, rate, follow, etc. Um, be sure to check us out on our social media channels that can be found in the show notes or the, uh, the episode description, uh, for info and fandoms outside of the star Wars realm. Be sure to check out our friends over on the galactic dads podcast. They can be found at galactic dads on all platforms. Uh, But for us, we're going to make our jump to hyperspace. So for Jedi John, I'm Obi-Sean, and until next time. May the Force be with you.